Welcome to the Horrible Dads Podcast. It's not as bad as it sounds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is by far our most adventurous guest of the Dad Spotlight. I am extremely excited. Um, this man has about 30 years of professional outdoor experience. He's guided six expeditions on, on excuse me, he's guided expeditions on six different continents. Like that's absolutely unbelievable. He's an expert in kayaking and canoeing, which I can't do either of them. So <laughs> it is impressive to me that he can do both of those. Um, I please give a very warm welcome to Rob Yates of We Get Outdoors. All right. Ooh, thanks for having me, guys. No, thanks for being on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome that, to have you. I'm especially excited about this because I consider myself a nature lover. I'm nowhere near your level, but I, I would love to hear more about how I can get to that, even like close to that. So, yeah, man, it's awesome to have you. Awesome. It's all about having as much fun as possible. That's what I reckon. That's right. Oh, oh yeah. You're right about that. I mean, so if you can just kind of give a, a quick a quick preview for those who have no idea who you are. Just obviously I, I did your intro, but I can't do it like you. So tell us, tell us just something that, that you are most proud of, or that you, something that you kind of are, are excited about right now about, about yourself and what you got going on. Um, it, it's weird. You know, I, I became a dad really late. Well, really late, quite late in life. I was 40. Um, but I can honestly say the thing that I'm most proud of is my kids, which is a bit, um, yeah, it's a bit obvious for your podcast to go like, the thing I'm really proud of is my kids. But if I'm to be truthful, I've got a, a six-week-year-old son, I've got a five-year-old oh. daughter, and those, those, the things that they do, that, that's the thing that fills me with joy, and that's why I go to work every day and get up in the morning and do the best to be a better person every day. It, it's all a bit obvious, though, isn't it? I was there. like, oh, crap, that question, that question, that's a bit obvious to answer, but it's true. No, we uh, appreciate that. That's 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 what it's all about. Like, you know, what I mean, people the, the dad life is the most rewarding thing that I've ever done in my life. Like it's not anything that I expected it to, to be and nothing come close to it. That's it. it it's super cool. Uh, I remember I had my, my daughter when she started pestering me. Uh, so what do you want to do at the weekend? Oh, Daddy, I want to go hiking like you. I, uh, first of all, I was full of dread. I was like, oh, my goodness, me taking my daughter. And she didn't want to be fobbed off. She didn't want to go to like the local park. She's like, Daddy, yeah. to the mountains. I'm like, oh, That's my good. goodness, me. This, is, real this could go horribly wrong as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then what we like to kick off our dad spotlights with where we uh, celebrate dads of all walks of life. We like to ask the question of all of them. What's the worst part about being a dad? Ah! <laughs> we gotta ask you. We gotta know. We, we gotta, gotta know. Get it out of the way, you know. Get it out of the way. So um, I, I can tell you, the worst part of being a dad in the past two weeks is having a son who crapped on me four days ago. Um, <laughs> and, and it was that like changing of the diaper, and you undo it, not quite knowing what to expect. And as the breeze like hit his bum. <laughs> a stream of crap just shot out and, and splattered me. And oh. uh, that was, that's like the past two weeks, the thing that jumps to my mind. 
Oh, man. I got lucky, I guess, because I always hear about those kind of stories. That never happened to me with either of my kids. I have a four-year-old and I have almost two-year-old. That never happened. But I always hear about, like, those kind of horror stories. But, yeah, I could definitely see that being the worst worst part. I mean, I got lucky as well. Yeah, I got neither one. And I got I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. And I haven't got I haven't gotten pee. No, no, no type of feces yeah. or fluids, nothing. I've gotten none of that. Do you guys have a training program? I need to come on it because both <laughs> my kids have picked me up with that stuff. That's all bad luck. I don't know. I can't I can't call it. Yeah. Um, our, our first our first daughter, we were um uh, when sorry, our only daughter, but when she was first born. Um if we were busy changing her for like, you know, the first week or two of being a parent, you don't quite know what's going on. Hey, yeah. you're like, nobody, you got this little thing. Nobody gave me a manual. Like when I got a car, I got a manual yeah. and the dealer like showed me around the car and said, here's where you put the keys and yeah. you put a driving license. Good job. You can, you can drive a car and you can give it a baby and nobody tells you anything. And you're like, nothing. We left the hospital with my firstborn and we didn't know how to put the car seat. Like we had the car seat there, but we didn't know how to like attach it or anything. The, the nurse came out and helped us put the car seat in because <laughs> it was like a total surprise when he was born. But yeah, there is no manual. Nobody tells you anything like that. So yeah, it's all, at least with me, I was all on the fly. I didn't read any books or anything like that. It's just all uh, organic experience. And I think that's the best way to do it, you know? Yeah, I reckon so. Like the babies are pretty simple things. Hey, if they're screaming there, they want food or they want a nappy or they want a cuddle and then that's it done yeah yeah simple creatures right oh yeah exactly i mean (laughs) which which kind of goes into my 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 next question which is i feel like within the last 50 years or at least since i've been alive being a dad has completely shifted right like it used to be like back when i was growing up being a dad meant that you were responsible for feeding the kids and you're responsible for disciplining the kid. That was pretty much it. And now being a dad is completely different than what it was, you know what I mean, with my dad. And I'm completely different than how I was with my dad. What's, what, what do you think about that? What's, what's kind of your stance on how drastically different being a dad is now compared to what it was, you know what I mean, 30, 40, 50 years ago? Sure, that's a, it's, it's a huge question. Um, and I think it is. I think this, you know, when I when I reflect back to the seventies when I was a kid, you know, I had um, my my dad had his own business, or he had a job to start with. Then he had his own business, and my dad grafted. He did exactly what you said. Uh, like there was a uh, there was a line in the sand and don't cross it. Yeah, and um, there's a roof over your head. You've got clothes. And Be happy. He he left home at six thirty in the morning, and he got yeah. home at seven thirty at night, and at the weekends, he was exhausted. Yep. And so it would be fair to say that my mum and school pretty much raised me um, in terms yeah. of values. You know, my mum was had a part-time job, but it was more for, I won't say fun, but interest than, than the money. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. like yeah. her job had to happen. Yeah, that, that was how the world was. And I guess with consumerism, like we all want more shiny stuff um, in, in our lives. And borrowing money from the bank is far easier than it was then. So swiping the credit card to have all that shiny stuff and that then traps people. Um, But then rightly, uh, mums say they want a career as well. And then you've now got dads and mums sort of competing to have a career. And then 
everybody still wants kids, but the kids are left in the middle. Like, yeah. And then what do you do with the kids? Um, and then it gets to the weekend or the evenings and mum and dad are both as tired as each other. And mm. well, now what do we do? Do yeah. you outsource parenting, which is a big risk, you know, swipe your credit card for parenting. <laughs> I, I, I always say I, I had a client once and he said, yeah, my, my kids will hate me when they're teenagers. And I'm like, why is that? He said, oh, at the weekends, you know, we, we just, you know, we have a nanny and we have this and they go to these play things and we swipe our credit cards. He said, that's why I've got medical insurance so they can have a, a good psychologist in their teen years for all the <laughs> screwing up over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah. that a shame? Isn't that yeah, a shame we can't just find, yeah. find really... some more within ourselves to go and hang out with our kids and do cool things with our kids? And, well, and I guess for me, that's been the past five years of my life since I became a dad was... Um, what can I do to not need the psychologist in teenagers yeah, for, yeah. for my kids and probably for myself as well? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I don't like, I, the, I was kind of the same way. Like my dad, he would work, you know, leave early in the morning and then come home around six. And then it was like, he'd sit on the couch, read the paper, have the, the news on. And then it was like, until I went to bed, like he, now it's like, since my son's been born, it's like I get off of work and I immediately I go sit down with them or I go start playing with them right after work. Like immediately, like I don't even take a shower after work. I just go right to it. And it's like, it's so different from what I grew up with. But I think it's, I think they're going to be better for it, you know? And it's like, I'm better for it. Like it, it, it fulfills me, you know, being able to spend time with them like that. But uh, I was going to ask you too, you have a website or you have a, a YouTube channel and you have a podcast, right? We get outdoors. Yep, you can find yep. it listed everywhere on the internet. So just look for that. Look for we get outdoors. But I watched your um your video about. I know it's a year after, but about the quarantine thing because that was like a big thing with me. Like my kid, our kids are about the same age. You have a five year old. My my son's about to be five. But mm. I did a lot of the stuff that you talked about in that video, camping in your backyard and stuff like that. And I love the part when you're talking about just saying, talking to kids with enthusiasm about just simple things like that's a great piece of firewood. Can you get another like just they feed off of that. It's so true. Like you could say about the most mundane thing just with enthusiasm and it just gets them going. You know, I love that. You know, before Christmas, I, um, I built a very large new garden fence down the one side of my property. Um, and all out of timber and and my my daughter came out and well, what are you doing daddy as i'm merrily swinging a pickaxe to dig holes and you know whatever else to put the posts in and so i'm, like, I'm building a fence i said um do you want to build a fence as well she's like can i I'm like of course you can yeah so i got all the odd nuts and i got a small little baby hacksaw and uh, one of my little hammers and a whole pile of nails and said here you go go make a fence and so within two yards of me swinging a pickaxe, there she is sat on the floor. She even <laughs> stole my drill and started like my battery drill. I started <laughs> drilling holes through wood. And, and at the end of the weekend, she, she had a big smile on her face and she was sunburnt and exhausted because um, we're in the Southern Hemisphere. So it's the middle of our summer. 
And yeah. uh, she goes to school on her preschool, or uh, you'd call it kindergarten on Monday morning. And the first thing he says, well, what did you do at the weekend? Oh, I built a fence. <laughs> and nobody, nobody believed her. Um, but, but in her she mind, really she did. made a fence. Yeah. Um, and all you've got to do is just give them permission to do cool stuff and engage with you and, you know, a bit of a sales pitch about how, how great it is, how good they're doing. Keep oh, them motivated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, and so then, and then the next question becomes, Daddy, when can we make a fence again? And I'm like, yeah. high five me as a dad. The kids yeah. are asking to come and do stuff with me. Yeah. Um, you know, in quarantine, I, I don't know how it was for you guys, but it was a really funny old time because did you find you started the quarantine with like a bit of dread followed by a whole yes. lot of enthusiasm of yes. cool things you could do? Yes. And after that, you're like, Somebody opened the kindergarten again or the yes. school again. This shit's yes. tiring. <laughs> oh, yeah, hundred percent. I think we've, I think we all been there, and it, it went through those phases, like you just said. Like it went from, uh, this is, this is what is going to happen to this is amazing to what? Can we? <laughs> can this end <laughs> sometime soon? Now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of over it now. Um, one thing I did want to mention to you, because um, you are in South Africa, correct? At the moment, yep. Okay, so uh, out here, one of my 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 son being four, I always wanted to. I like the idea of like my son doing like Boy Scouts and things like that because it's like just knowing where you are and having an understanding of a, a certain awareness, a certain confidence to be able to, you know, what I mean, go out there and know you're going to make it because you have all these tools and these resources. But strangely enough, out here, it's like an anomaly like being in boy scars is something that you get made fun of and i'm curious to know what is it like there is it the same thing is it like oh you're like if you are someone who's an outdoorsman you're you're odd to people and it's like why why are we not promoting these people i'm kind of curious to know culturally what is it like the boy scout thing and as far as just being like an outdoorsman when it comes to like normal normalizing it so i i think um Boy scouting, generally speaking, globally, is is actually shrinking at the moment in size. Yeah. Um, probably in line, like in a lot of the world, the Christian church is getting smaller and smaller at the same time, and they're probably yeah. shrinking at about the same time. Right. Um, pr- probably for the same reasons. Uh, and I think I think that's a, a really. <laughs> But we let's let's not go down that rabbit We're hole. Not gonna right? go there. Disappear and it's deep and it's dark and we're not going to go and there. I'll, I'll end up. I'll probably end up in the whole other show. Right that's, that's a whole other show. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you make me blush. Moving on. Um, but I think it's a shame because you know I was in the Boy Scouts when I was a kid, and I can honestly say it was some of the best years of my yeah, life. I can imagine. Um, it sounds amazing. Is, is it sounds that how really you cool? Is that how you fell in love with the, with everything outdoors? Was it Boy Scouts or was, was there something before that? I think it was probably with my dad, but um, but actually formally, you know, I I remember one moment where somebody I went on like an introduction to canoeing and kayaking course in a local swimming pool for little kids, and the instructor before a session um, did a an Eskimo roll because he was off to go and kayak on this hard whitewater river at the weekend. And I still remember, remember the name of the river. And I asked if he could teach me how to do that. And he said, you know, one day, one day you might get good enough to be lucky enough to learn how to do this, but it's highly unlikely and it's very hard. Oh, and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And, 
and it was a big ego thing at the time and that's fine some people can be like that that's how how the world is but I just remember at the back of my head having a bit of a screw you um, sort of thought going on and I guess that screw you got me to pester my dad to take me kayaking and um, because I wanted to learn to Eskimo roll and kayak that river just to prove that dude wrong yeah and somewhere along the journey the um, the proving him wrong sort of got lost into the ether and the the love of being outside and pulling a tent out of the back of your canoe or going down a whitewater rapid or uh, oh yeah or you know in the outdoors it's a really weird place because um our our like real age doesn't really matter like yes. if we're all learning yeah. to kayak together it doesn't matter whether you're 50 or you're 5 if you've yeah. never kayaked together you are now all first graders in kayak kayaking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so yeah. i ended up as a teenager with with friends in inverted commas in their late 40s early 50s because we were still at like the same level in terms of kayaking mm-hmm. and that's such a big eye-opening experience when most kids are, are like worrying about their friendships with yeah. other oh, thirteen-year-olds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had like friends who were fifty. Yeah. I had friends who were who were eight, and it didn't yeah. really matter because we're having a great time together. And I think that's the unique bit of the outdoors. That's yes. awesome. That's that is yeah. that's really cool. Actually, it's very I, cool. I, I appreciate that greatly. It's just having that, having that, the the wisdom from all from the other, from the older friends, and still being youthful. Um, I think that's that's all pretty cool, man. I think that's awesome. And then uh, you 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 have a your 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 newest product is the the dad and kid yard adventure pack. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Yeah, I'm actually off to go and do some filming for it today. We still got the last two episodes to finish. Um, to finish being built. So Caitlin, my daughter and I are off to go and film that. She, um, that's, that's part of my dadding is to sell with enthusiasm. Let's do, do cool stuff in the yard and off yeah. with us today. I went through a weird experience at the back end of last year. Um, when I became a dad, I decided that my dad was great, but when I really needed my dad, he wasn't always available, like physically mm-hmm. and emotionally. He was just yeah. too busy, too much at work. Um, but he did an amazing job of providing for the family, like financially, monetarily. So I decided when my daughter was born that I I wanted to be more available with, with to her, but I didn't want to sacrifice on the cash. That was my, yes. those were like my yes. two non-negotiables. And yeah. I didn't want to sacrifice my relationship with my wife. Um, that all of that ha- all had to happen at the same time. And so I started on this journey about how did how do dads hang out with their kids and do cool things? What can I do? And I Googled around and there's so much nonsense online. I mean, you oh. guys are putting some great stuff out there that's actually useful. But, you know, there's like um, blog articles where somebody says, sit and be present, be mindful of your child's needs. And I'm like, what? What does that mean? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. What the hell is that? Like, yeah, like be, be, being present. What's what, what? What is what is that? What does that really mean? Like, I want to go do stuff. Just, just I want to go do there. stuff. I want to go do yeah. activities. Like, yeah. Let's go do stuff. Right. But like, what, what is there I can practically do that's not going to cost me an arm and a leg? Because we we all three of us know that um, if this having kids is can be you need to got your own personal gold mine on occasions yeah. to find yeah. Oh, yeah. activities oh, out there. Yeah. People oh, want you yeah. to spend mm-hmm. money on. For so sure. like, what what is it that I can do? Um, how can I do it? And 
there wasn't really any huge amounts of real great advice out there. I just started having a go at things, you know, the whole enthusiasm thing. I was like, well, when, when I when I coach kayaking to adults, they have a better day when I'm super enthusiastic. So let's yes. try enthusiasm with my daughter. Oh, look, that's a, that's a check in a box. You know, that mm. bit works. And then, so I've done that for four and a half-ish years. And then before Christmas, my business partner, Mark, one Monday morning said, what did you do at the weekend? And I, that was the fence fence building story. And I jokingly said, well, I gamified building a fence with Caitlin for the weekend. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. He's like, you what? And I told him the story. He's like, how did you do that? My 11-year-old, I can't drag him away from an Xbox. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't ding and it isn't shiny and he's not exercising his thumbs. It's, it's not interesting. And I was like, I don't know. I just assumed that what I was doing, every dad does. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, to be honest with you, and sorry, Mark, I completely ignored him until January. Um, and because uh, I was like, oh, just it's, it's his problem. He's unique. Get on with it. Sort it out. And, and then I had a client say to me um, from one of our other businesses, he said, what did you do at the weekend? I was like, oh, Caitlin wanted to go hiking this weekend. So we went, went to the mountains and went hiking. And he's like, you mean you went for like a two mile walk in the park i'm like no we did 11 kilometers on one day and seven kilometers on the other she's like for a little kid that's distance she's like yeah well well how did you do that i'm like well i invented the idea of the candy fairy so i had a packet of candy in my pocket and sometimes i'd skip ahead or i'd like hide a little candy she had to hunt for the whole thing that's cool that's a great idea we had an ice cream at the end and there's all this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, And he's like, how did you learn to do that? Where did you, who taught you to do that? I'm like, I don't know. The candy fairy came out of an idea in the car on the way there in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And and suddenly the more dads I spoke to, the more I realized that, like, as we said at the start, nobody's given us the manual and I'm doing stuff that, that some dads battle to do. Um, so what if I started to compile some of that stuff together and be able to share it with people? And that's how the Yard Adventure Pack came about, was uh, me compiling some ideas and some activities that any dad, like a dad can be his own kid's scout leader. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, in the good scout leaders are often like revered and worshipped by the scouts. They're like, oh, I want to be like like whatever they call their scout leader. I always used to call my scout leader skipper, but whatever it is. Um, but dads can be their own kids' scout leaders. They can be their own kids' superheroes. They can teach their kids to light fires, to That's so cool, man. use huge knives and That's axes so cool. and saws. And, yeah. Um, you know, yesterday my daughter was using my axe in the back garden, admittedly supervised in the backyard, <laughs> but she was using it. Um, that's so sick she's just turning five i mean yeah cool thing yeah very it's very cool yeah that's awesome that's so sick so i guess that that's that, that's what it's about and that's where it came from cool i that's, think that's awesome and and where can we find that so um that is going to be available online in the on the first of may we've just got the last bit of editing happening um and you're just going to have to go to uh superhero dads dot we get outdoors dot co um and i'll i'll mail you guys the the web link so you can put it in the description or whatever oh yeah, yeah. but yeah superhero dads dot we get outdoors or just go to 
we get outdoors.co and there'll be a link on our webpage. Yeah, and we even talked about we're gonna uh, we're gonna take one of those activities and we're gonna do it and we're gonna film it and we're gonna see how it goes. And I'm so excited about it. (laughs) I'm I'm very curious to see how it's gonna turn out. Probably terrible, but I think it's gonna be tremendous. Yeah, and I'll give you every dad out there a top tip. It doesn't matter if it goes good or if it goes bad, whether you succeeded it, whether you don't succeeded it. It doesn't matter. Yes. Have you and your kids just had an awesome it. time together doing something new and cool? And yeah. That's cost that's cost you dollars in like single digits, like one or two or three or four, not like in 30, 40, 50 credit card swipe transaction sort of territory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I think that's I think it's really cool. And and it's funny because around my neighborhood, um, my kids are and granted, we don't do like like Steve said, we don't we don't go to the extent of of how you are when you are like really, really doing outdoor things. But my kids stay outside. Like my in my neighborhood, my kids are the outside kids. Like everyone in the neighborhood know my kids because they're outside playing basketball, riding their scooters, riding their bikes, going to the parks, but just being outside. And it's funny because whenever I walk through the neighborhood, we'll go for our, a walk and the neighbors say, oh, you're you're an amazing dad. I'm like, oh, thanks. Like, yeah, your kids are always outside. Like, that's the that's the level? Like, that's... Yeah, <laughs> I'm that, a good dad because my kids, out there, outside, my kids yeah. are outside now. It's just... It's interesting that, like, being outdoors was what we did as kids. Like, that's literally... All I did as a kid, and now I'm yeah, praised as long a, as we could exactly. Know? And now I'm praised for being a good dad for having my kids just be outside. <laughs> it's, yep, it's just yeah. crazy how things turn. It's unreal. You, so you, you haven't told them it's because they're not allowed inside or anything like that. Because <laughs> I, I get quite cheeky about those things after yeah, a while. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's yeah. That's uh I I I appreciate that. I, I'm definitely excited um to definitely try out the dad and kid yard adventure pack. I think it's gonna be amazing. Um May 1st is when it's gonna be available. We'll make sure we put the links up and everything so you guys can check it out. Um and definitely support Rob because I think this is absolutely I think this is so amazing to hear this from you because we're so used to hearing everything from a different side of, of the world or even just experiences. And I, I really appreciate everything you're giving us right now. This is amazing. Awesome, super cool. I can't wait to get people's feedback. And um, yeah, we're, we're building a little Facebook page for it or group for it. And uh, I, my ambition is to see hundreds of thousands one day of pictures of dads in the outdoors doing cool things with their kids, where it doesn't matter whether it's sunny or rainy, they've got smiles on their faces and they're having an awesome time together. Yeah, that's that. That's that. For me, that's the that's the goal. So uh, let's let's see where it goes to. It's like a cool adventure all on its own. Oh yeah, you have our you I have, have our a, full of support. Yeah, I have a, like a, a kind of a unique question for you. It's a specific question, if you will. Like I have camped with my son and my daughter like countless times in the backyard, but I've yet to take them to an actual campground. And I'm wondering if you have any tips or advice on things to do while you're there, other than you know, obviously having a fire and cooking and stuff, but and hiking. Do you have any like things you could do with like really young kids? Like, so the, the my top tip number one is when you take your kids camping to a, a real campground for the first time, keep it close to home because yeah. uh, it, it's a bit of a, a coin toss. You, you hope it's all going to go good and yes. you've got everything in the truck and whatever else, but having home thirty to forty minutes away where you can just pile wet stuff in the back of the truck and go home that is um, that, that's always a winner. So that's tip number one. Um, okay. Tip. Tip, tip number two is like is is actually um, maybe you need to do less than you think you do. 
Um, kids Am I overthinking be, it? Kids will go through a natural stage of, of they, they might even say it and that, that I'm bored. Um, yeah, like bored is a banned word in my household. We don't yeah, we don't talk about bored. We're never allowed to talk about bored. But they'll go through a stage of a bit bit of being a bit bored or a bit frustrated. Then they'll start finding stuff to do. They'll go and start finding um, sticks and making a pretend fire, not a real fire. They'll go and find bugs. They'll like they'll get themselves into what I would call healthy trouble. Um, mm-hmm. And you know they'll get themselves too muddy and too dirty and all all sorts of things. And I think all you've got to do is be there to to watch and um, be ready to press pause and grab hold of them if you need to, if they're going to do something slightly crazy. Um, but, but I honestly don't think you need to do that much. Yeah. My daughter, when she was learning to count, I mean, your kids are probably the same, right? When they're learning to count, as an example, they, um, they, they count lots. They're always having like practicing what they've done at kindergarten or whatever else. So we, we spent about an hour once in a campground just counting ants moving around in like a one yard square. Um, uh, and she gets to seven and then forgets about eight and then we're at 11 or, or you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was an hour taken up. Um, yeah. And so I think that often we try and adult it. And I think it's, that's good because kids like doing adult stuff. But I think also let them go and lead the way a bit. Let them come up with something. That's let cool. them turn a tree stump into a rocket uh, in their yeah. mind, whatever it might be. That's that's my real advice. I love I like that. that. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually like that too. So that's, that's really good advice, actually. Let them, let the kids, sometimes we overthink it when we try to adult it. Let them it. take the wheel. Yeah, yeah, we try to adult it and we overthink it. And then, yeah, I, I like that. So uh, can you tell me about, about CLAP? Can you explain to me what CLAP is? I know you have a, uh, you're known for this. Can you kind of explain? Because when I first heard it, I was like, eh, I don't know about this. <laughs> so you tell the people what it means because I think you would do it better. <laughs> yes yeah, so, so in the uk people might think clap is a dodgy illness that you get through being a <laughs> yeah uh, yeah having too over many here, acquaintances of over here okay too many acquaintances of the opposite gender um so, so <laughs> clap is a is a, a really useful um analogy that i've used when training guides and coaches and leaders in the outdoors and it would be even relevant to dads as well um and so it, it's it's a simple acronym where the, the C stands for communication. You know, people, other human beings are not mind readers. If you don't tell them what it is you want to need and ask them the right questions, then they're never going to do what you want and need and they're never going to give you the right answers. Mm-hmm. So communicate. And it's the same with your kids. Um, if you communicate, you know, the difference for me between a good Saturday morning with my daughter and a, and a I'll be honest, a crap Saturday morning with my daughter is um, is the communication I do on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday evenings about, hey, do you want to come and do this on Saturday morning? And you do it with enthusiasm and with a smile and with like a, a Winnie the Pooh Tigger bounce inside of you. That makes for a good Saturday morning because she's amped for Saturday morning. Whereas if I'm like, we're going outside on Saturday morning. <laughs> Yeah, then she's not like, it's all the difference not, in the world. Not so cool. So, so communi- how you communicate and when you communicate will ensure the success of what it is that you do. Um, the the Elling clap stands for um, line of sight, and this is a great thing, Steve. When you go camping, um, like whatever you do, wherever you give your kids loads of space, 
to go run and do whatever they please. But uh, mm -hmm. ensure you've got right, really good line of sight and you can see them at all, at all times. So where you put right. yourself is, is really important. Because um, I think, you know, often we like micromanage our kids and we can give them loads of space to go have fun. But you still need to see them before they touch the barbed wire fence or the electric <laughs> fence or whatever it might be. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's that bit. Um, uh, a stands for avoidance. Um, before you let people go do things, be aware of what the real risks are, not the made-up adult risks that we all talk about, but the, the real risks, um, like, you know, getting knocked over by a car. That's a real risk. Yeah. And um, assure you've put some stuff in place to, to ensure that, that those risks can be avoided. Um, do you need to put some boundaries in place? Um, do you need to change? Do you need to put yourself between the cars and the area the kids are playing in would be a yeah. great a great yeah. thing as a, a a natural boundary because you don't even I always say you don't have to tell kids what to do you have to show them what to do um, and because they get fed up of you telling them so you can show that you're the boundary like don't go beyond daddy win um, you don't have to say don't go beyond the path or beyond the road or beyond the whatever it may well be. And that links us easily then into the fifth one, fourth one, which is the P, which is the place of most usefulness. It's about being in the right place at the right time to do the right thing. Um, and, you know, when we're with our kids, and especially we're doing adventurous stuff in the outdoors, then is definitely the time to have your iPhone in silent, on silent in your back pocket. Yes. Um, yes. You know, my daughter, and you'll see this in the in the Dads and Kids Yard Adventure Pack, by the way. You'll see pictures of my daughter and Hera, and she does all sorts of things. But she cooks dinner with me most evenings of the week. My wife's a psychologist. She has clients oh. in that, like, 4 till 7 p.m. time, which is dinner prep time, um, because she has clients when they finish their working day. So I arrange my working day, and we, her and I cook dinner together. So she sits at our island in our kitchen with a full-on chef's knife, and a board, and she cuts vegetables. Um, <laughs> like, can you make it safe? Yes. Can they enjoy it? Yes. Is it a time to be engaged in some messaging thing from work where, no. where things are going wrong and you've got to sort it out? Hell no. No. no like no. that's the it's no. the fastest route to the emergency room. Yes. Um, like I I remember when I one of the first times we did it. I mean, my daughter's incredible, right? She's such a good girl but she's busy waving her chef's knife in the face of the flipping dog, telling the dog off for something. And I'm like, oh my goodness me. So she's not going to hurt herself, but now I'm going to have thousands of dollars of veterinarian bills yeah. to, get to like, oh, contend yeah. with. Oh yeah. So, you know, place of most usefulness can just be putting the, uh, the iPhone distraction away to one side or whatever device you use. So that's, that, that's, that's clap. And, um, you know, even this morning, I'm going to go into the garden and we're going to go and do some filming for the Dads and Kids Yards Adventure Pack. I'm going to run that through my head before I go and do it. How do I need to go and communicate this to make it fun? Yeah. Um, how can I give her loads of space to go and uh, do what she wants to do, with, um, but still keep her safe? And, you mm -hmm. know, how can I avoid certain things? You know, this morning, um, this morning she'll be knocking uh, large bits of cane into the ground with a mallet and she'll be cutting that cane with a saw. That'll be two things that she's doing. <laughs> That's <before>. amazing. Um, <laughs> That's five. That's, like, awesome. That's so cool. Like, 
Steve, Roger, your kids can do the same thing. There is nothing stopping them. Oh, that's um, awesome. That's really cool. That's that's awesome to, to like even think about and process. Like, that's pretty remarkable. Mm. Yeah, I am. Um, you know, I I have my own psychologist um, for uh, to help keep me sane. And um, I said to her the other uh, uh, like two months ago, I was telling her about Caitlin with the chef's knife at the island cutting up vegetables for the going up in the pot for dinner. And I honestly thought she thought I was lying, like yeah. not telling the truth. <laughs> so I actually, you know, you, you hear what somebody's saying to you and they're, and they're like, oh, yes, Rob. And I'm yeah. like, no, 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 honestly, like that's, this is what happens. Yeah, this is the happens. end of my day every day. <laughs> and I actually felt like I had to go and take a photo and send it to her eventually <laughs> just to prove that I'm not yeah. talking crap and yeah, it's actually yeah. happened happens. Yeah, that's awesome. That's 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 very very cool. Honestly, this has been this has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Like it's been absolutely amazing uh, talking to you and hearing all your stories and kind of getting your your expertise and your advice and everything like that. Thank you, thank you so much. But just so you know, all right, we cannot leave this without asking this last final. Steve, I'm going to give you the honors. Actually, Steve, I'm going to have you. I'm going to get, you're going to go give the honor to the Steve. Okay. I have a couple bonus questions right after this though, but yeah, we got to ask you, do you have a horrible dad story to share with us? Something where you may have not been proud of it, but you had to do it. You, maybe you half-assed something. Maybe you took a shortcut. Maybe you did something that like you wouldn't want pretty much anyone, but your closest buds to know about with your kids. Lay it on us, man. Lay it on us. So um, I have another business outside of We Get Outdoors uh, that's a business consultancy. And uh, we coach and consult clients all over the world. And when my daughter was young, I, I have a client who uh, who answers to one of the world's richest men in Amazon. Let's just put it like that. that that's Whoa. what he does for a oh, job. Okay. Uh, all right. And, um, and so uh, I'm working with him uh, using, uh, what were we using then? Skype or whatever it was five years ago. Maybe it might have been Zoom anyway. And um, um, my wife has gone to work and he said, I've got a problem. Can we have a session? Don't worry, I'll pay for it. And I'm like, uh, okay, there's money involved. I'll just, I'll just say yes. <laughs> yeah, um, even though my, my if this is, so we're now like my evening time when I should be cooking supper, you know, that like four till 7 p.m. time, wife's a psychologist. Right. I'm in charge of the daughter. I've got expressed milk and I've got all this stuff, but there's also a few thousand dollars on the table. And I'm like, well, let's just take the cash. So yeah. um, uh, uh, Dave, you know who you are. And if this costs me as a client, I'm so sorry. So I, <laughs> So I put my daughter in her car seat and I take her into my office at home and um, she's fast asleep. And I'm like, I can do this for 60 minutes. I can do this for 60 minutes. She's going to sleep. I'm going to make money. Then I'm going to go and order a takeout. And like the world is incredible. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Anyway, I, I hear behind me this like gurgling noise. That's like, you know, they're like, pre-wake up cry i need yeah. a nappy diaper change noise you know that noise yeah yeah and i was like oh what do, what do i do now and so i i stuttered a bit and i'm like I'm, sorry dave the uh the internet's getting pretty bad i'm gonna have to turn my video <laughs> off for a few minutes like the the, the bandwidth is struggling yeah, yeah. but it's all right i'm still here so i yeah. click off the video and um 
and, and, and then I had gurgle, 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 and he's telling me this like in-depth account of what it is. And it happens just as the first, Wah! and I'm like, oh, the mute. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had, this is, I had the travel bag with me, uh, that we take, you know, when you go in the car or in, the, yeah. in my truck or whatever. Yeah. And um, I'm like, oh, and I'm like, Dave, this, inter-, and I started, unmuted it. So I'm like, the internet's terribly bad. So if I come and go, I'm still here. Mute. And pick my daughter up and, and rock her. And he carries on talking and she, she gurgles a bit and quiets down. So I'm like, um, okay, unmute. Yeah, that, that's really good. What did you think about this? And what do you think the next, next best action you could take? Mute, backwards and forwards. Anyway, what, like what David doesn't know, yeah, is for the last 45 minutes of the session, not only did I feed her a bottle, rock her backwards and forwards and change a diaper in her coaching session, like, yes, he got the outcomes, but my horrible dad moment is that I'm busy changing diapers That's and awesome. rocking a kid backs and forwards and feeding them whilst earning a few thousand dollars doing a coaching session. That's my... That's, that's awesome. My that's, uh, you're, I mean, you're a goddamn superhero, man. That's, that's uh, awesome. That's, that's, that's impressive. That's yeah. Yeah. Like, is, it's oh, like a high wire juggling act. Yeah. Say again. Yeah, it's rather impressive. <laughs> but yeah, real quick, I got a couple questions for oh, you yeah, now about you. Um, I mean, I love kayaking. I'm a huge kayaker. Like, I, I read that you kayaked on, I mean, six different continents. Can you quick give us the top? three anything no particular order like three of your favorite so, canoe I, yeah can i can I, I like doing both um yeah so uh arctic norway and sweden for canadian canoeing disappearing off for three weeks at a time with a, a tent and all your food in the boat and um it, for me come i originally come from the uk even though i'm in south africa now um for me that was like my accessible version of alaska if that makes any sense so i guess that those two places would be on par with each other but alaska was a long long way from the uk whereas that's a few hours like two hours flight away so um stunning and beautiful reindeers 24 hour daylight um wow in, in fact if if people go find me on facebook you'll see i did a canoe expedition up on the Canadian-American uh, border, uh, up just up above Seattle on the west in the Pacific Northwest, with oh, yeah. my daughter when she was two two years old. Wow! British Columbia? Uh, uh, no, no. So just um, uh, it's on the around Mount Baker, which is um, just inside the U.S. in Washington State. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Um, which which leads me to my place number two, which is Baker Lake underneath Mount Baker in Washington State. Um, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, go, go, go find me on Facebook, Rob A. Yates. You'll find me, um, or I'll send you the link and go and stalk, stalk through there. Um, <laughs> I, in the, in the middle of summer, you're sat there beneath a, a volcanic mountain with snow capped with forests all about you. Um, camping is for free. There's, there's uh, a forestry service or whatever you call it. Forestry service, I think campgrounds, you can go camp at, and it's just quiet, stunningly beautiful. Wow. Um, yeah. wow. And incredible. Mount Baker. Um, Mount Baker, Baker Lake. Yeah, yeah, go up there. And if you do go up there, whereabouts are you, Steve? Oh, you know, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Chicago, yeah. but I have a cousin that lives in Washington. I need an excuse to go out there. So, I mean, that's, there you go. that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And 
And one, one of my clients, I, I coach a lady who owns a business called Pacific Northwest Bushcraft. Uh, Bushcraft. And so if you go up there, um, I'll introduce you to Heather and she'll she'll hang out with oh. you, show you some cool spots and whatever wow. else. No problem. That's amazing. Um, that is amazing. Hell yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit, hit me up if I can help you. Let, let me know. Um, yeah. The third location is... I'm really conflicted because I've got three that are all around whitewater kayaking that are, you know, I'm the sort of guy who when I've been somewhere once, I'm like, cool, I've been to New Zealand. Good, check. New Zealand done. Like South Island is New Zealand. Um, but that's not what I, but I've got three places that I love to return to um, for, for my whitewater kayaking. And um, one is in Italy, in the Italian Alps. Um mm. Do you remember there was a James Bond film where he did a huge bungee jump at the start of it off a, off a yes. reservoir or dam wall? Um, yeah. There's a white water river that flows out the bottom of there where he did that bungee jump. And it is stunningly beautiful. Um, the, the water color is like sapphire gin blue. And you wow. can see down Damn. tens of feet to wow. the bottom. Um, and well, and, and I'll tell you the other cheeky bit about it is not only is it that beautiful, it, it, it becomes the beach for the European uh, uh, younger females who want to go bathe topless as well. So you have like incredible oh. whitewater kayaking and win-win. naked ladies. Win-win. Um, it's called a win-win. That's that's called. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> called a win-win. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> what, 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 what possibly could go wrong? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so there, and um, uh, the the White Nile in Uganda. I kayaked that first in 1998, and I've been back 14 or 15 times. And um, <laughs> that is uh, huge white water where you're kayaking with hippos and crocodiles, oh, and um, you're meeting um, you're meeting uh, black Africans who have never seen a white person before yeah, in their entire that's life. so wild. That's and, wild. And, like, when I was there in 98 for the first time, you know, I camp on the edge of the river and pull my pull my sleeping bag out of my boat and whatever else, and, like, little kids would come up and poke you. Like, they, <laughs> Are you like, real? Are you real? Like, that's it. Are you real? Um, and they, they'd poke you and, and they'd, they, they wow. were like this – and the parents, the, the adults, were some of the adults were kind of semi-terrified of, like, who's this? Of course, um, yeah, yeah. They call yeah, you uh, Mzungu, which is a uh, big white man. Mzungu yeah. is what they kept yeah, calling yeah. me, big white man. Um, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I didn't know what that meant at the time, but they were terrified of me. And the kids yeah. were, like, kept poking me, like, are you real? <laughs> and then the parents would tell the kids to leave me alone. The stick. But slowly all the, the kids stick. would, like, creep back over the next 45 yeah. minutes. And then they'd, yeah, yeah so this. Those, I won't go into the third one, but those would be my top two destinations for whitewater kayaking. Just most incredible places on earth. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, to have, that's fantastic, to, man. To, to, to have your eyes has got it. Like just, just to oh see the God, things yeah. that you've seen, it, uh, that's, that I'd pay for that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's like a... Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine. Yeah. But yeah, what, one final question for you. Yeah, I mean, with all of your adventures and all the different countries, continents you've been to, you've had to get into some shit. I mean, like, come close to some real danger, right? Like, what's the most hairiest situation you've been in? The most sketchy. The most sketchy, sketchy situation. Yeah. So, so we could to- talk about how I... We, we could talk about how I drowned in the Himalayas. That would be something we could talk about. Wow. <laughs> um, 
but uh, we we could. But that's we're not, I, I'm going to give you like the the lead up. We could talk about how I fell off a cliff in Switzerland and broke all of the right side of my body. We could talk oh. about that. Um, oh. and, wow. Um, and for insurance reasons, this happened now uh, ten or so years ago, twelve years ago. Um, so for insurance reasons, um, I actually had to crawl out of the gorge with a broken most of the right hand side of my body because otherwise they were going to make me pay cash for the helicopter. And I, and I knew how much that was. And I was like, oh, screw yeah. that. I'm not paying that much cash. If I can suck up this pain, I'm going to get oh, out of here. Wow. Yeah. But um, the, the, uh, the, 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 the cream of the crop of all of this is the trip to Uganda on the White Nile I did in 1998. I was on my own. It seemed like a good idea. I'd looked on a map. There was a blue line, right, that went from Lake Victoria on the Nile going north. And I was like, well... There's a blue line. I've got a kayak. I've got four weeks. Let's go. Let's get a flight and go have a go and see what happens. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, and, you know, I didn't think about lions or hippos or crocodiles or a civil war that was happening in Uganda at that point in time. Wow. Um, oh, my God. That's insane. So the whole trip went remarkably well until I'd finished kayaking. So you'd think that hippos, crocodiles, lions, leopards, huge white water rapids that will drown you, you'd think that would be the scary thing, right? So I I got off after kayaking for 18 days, and I had about five days to get back to Kampala, which is the capital city of, of Uganda, and then go to Entebbe. To, and I didn't know how long this was going to take, so I'm like, five days, that's the timeline. And I, I, uh, the road came and met the river, um, a tarmac road, which is quite rare in Uganda, or was then anyway. Um, and I'm like, right, okay, this makes sense. This is the place. I'm going to find a way back to Kampala from here. And I, I get in what they call a taxi, but it's like a, a minivan that they put chickens and all sorts of stuff on the roof of, and they pack 14 or 15 or 25 people into the middle of sitting on each other's laps. Yeah, so I, yeah. I found one of those going north in the right direction. So I was like, cool, right, that'll do. So we're driving along this road and suddenly you hear sounds that is like, and I'm like, what? I, I recognize that. And then you hear it again and then you hear it faster and more of it. And the taxi keeps driving. And suddenly you end up in a gunfight between the Lord's resistance army and their competition. Wow. who are having a fight across the road. Wow. And the taxi driver, luckily the taxi driver, puts his foot on the gas and floors it. Because, I mean, if he'd have braked and stopped there, we'd have been literally stopped in the middle of a firefight. <laughs> um, yeah. and he, he keeps on going. We get to the end of all of this and the world quietens down. And um, uh, Roger, no offence, but it's the only time I've seen a black guy look white. I mean, he was yeah. like <laughs> pale and drawn yeah. and oh, wow. shaking. Yod. Uh, and, um, and, and anyway, so we, uh, we, we go out and, and he looks around this taxi and no joke, there is one piece of glass missing on one side and one piece of glass missing on the other side of the bit we're all sat in. There is um, on the bottom, on the metalwork, there is five bullet holes in different places where bullets have made contact with the taxi. And Holy there's shit. three on one side and two on the other, which means we're definitely in the middle of a battle, right? Because they're shooting or Bullseye. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. And, and so I always tell people it's 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 not the adventure that'll kill you, it's not the animals, it's not the water, 
It's other bloody human beings. They're people. the people yeah. who are likely to kill yep. you. They're the, they're the real problem out there. That's yep. awesome, man. Wow. wow that, that's Thank you. wild, man. Thank you for that. That's, thank, thank you for, for that sure. story. Yeah. That's I wasn't expecting that, but yeah, that's 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 some real shit right there. I mean, that wow. is that is honestly probably the realest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like the water, the lions, the hippos. You don't got to worry about them. It's the humans. Yep. <laughs> it's the humans that you got to worry about. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's it. That's it. That's crazy. That's okay. I, I think that's I think that's a, literally the perfect way to end this. That is absolutely perfect. I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for your time. So this has much, been man. an absolute pleasure. You are the most interesting person I know, and I am so intrigued by your story. I can't wait to 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 get your your adventure pack and definitely try some things. Me and Steve, and we're gonna make sure we do everything we can to, to make people aware of your movement and get people signed up for your your uh, Facebook page and all that kind of fun stuff. We'll do our due diligence. Yeah, you're you're Ooh. a huge inspiration, man. It's like you're you're doing it a hundred percent right. Like more, way more people should be doing just a quarter of what you're doing with your kids. So. Yeah. We appreciate Dude, keep up the good work, man. We appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you guys, and thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to come and share a bit of random, crazy Britishness of dadding from South Africa today. Uh, and uh, of course, yeah, I, I just I want to encourage you, like for all dads out there, if I could leave a, like a final thought. Yes, please. We've, we've we've all got access as dads to every resource that we need to be an amazing dad. We've, we've got it. We've got it. Like if you want to travel with your kids, travel. Uh, okay. Outside of Corona times, but outside of Corona times, travel is remarkably cheap. You, we can get passports. Like even if we just go to different States, um, we, we don't have to go and take them up Mount Everest. We have to take them up their Mount, the kids version of Mount Everest, which yes. could just be an anthill when they're 18 months old. I mean, it doesn't have to be, uh, but we've got all the resources. We just have to make a decision that I'm going to have the most fun possible and the best relationship with possible with my kids and go out there and learn and just keep keep coming up with crazy cool shit to go and do. Um, even if you don't know how to make it work, go, go give it a go and see what happens and do it with passion and enthusiasm. And we will have some of the best kids known to mankind going forwards when we make that choice. So that's my final thought. Thank yes. you. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, that, that that's it right there, man. That, that's, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, I mean, we we, awesome. we 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 cannot leave this this podcast without saying one last thing. We want everybody to make sure you share our content, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And what's the last thing, Steve? Stay horrible. Yes. Love it. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening and uh pay attention Thank to you, all our social media. We'll make sure you post all of his fun stuff. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot.